Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Tuesday, 20th September 2022. Our bit today comes from John 8, verse 42a, which says, If God were your father, you would love me. It's Tuesday, friends, another glorious late summer's day, and we are still around. Thank the Lord. And you know what that means? We still have work to do down here in God's great plan for our lives. So please, let's get ourselves together and do what we need to do now, be it big or small, significant or insignificant in our sight, because every little cog is important in God's eyes and plans. <laughs> and that was sort of double for me this morning because I was very late to bed and thus was somewhat tardy in rising. And then some other things got in the way, as things always do when you are late and behind schedule. So I'm only now, almost noon, getting to write in the bit. But even in that unfortunate circumstance, there are a couple lessons to be learned, like get to bed early if you want to get up early and give yourself some extra time to do the unlikely things that are likely to happen every day. And all God's people said a loud and sincere lesson learned. <laughs> Our friends, there are so many lessons for us to learn, especially in these grievous times, these times of so many unexpected storms, both literal and figurative. But unfortunately, we don't seem to be learning them at all because we are still exhibiting the ungodly, angry, and divisive actions that have brought us to this desperate point. One would think that because we are the Lord's most magnificent creation, with minds capable of wisdom, understanding, and reason, that we'd wake up and realize that continual division and dissension would only breed further disillusionment, anger, hate, and warfare amongst brothers and sisters who are all creations of the one God, sorry, the one true God, Jehovah. But it seems like our selfish, warlike human nature has taken over, while wisdom, understanding, and reason have conveniently fled the coop. In other words, the enemy is winning this current round of warfare. Ungodliness is trumping godliness. And we all know that's just a recipe for total disaster and destruction. For all the enemy does is come to steal, to kill and destroy, to reap havoc amongst God's people. No wonder Jesus berated the Pharisees thus when they spoke of God being their father. If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts or desires of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode or stands not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. 
When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own or from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. And all of that comes from John 8, 42 to 45. Yes, friends, the devil, the author of lies and deceit, is still around today and is even more powerful than ever as the great turmoil engulfing our world readily shows. That turmoil can only be the work of the enemy, not of God, for God does not deal in such upheaval and deceit. He is not a warmonger like the enemy. And that simply means we are listening to the devil more than we are listening to God. And John corroborates this in his first epistle when he writes, He that committeth or practices sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit or practice sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. And that comes from 1 John 3, 8-10. Now, what does it all mean? Eh? The scholars tell us that John here is not speaking of sinless perfection. And you can see verses 1, 8, and 10, as well as, sorry, in chapter 1, verses 8 and 10, as well as verse 2 in chapter 2, that where he speaks of that sinless perfection stuff. But he speaks here of habitual practice of known sinful acts. The true believer's actions will conform to the character of his true father, either God or Satan. The person born of God will reflect this in his behavior. And furthermore, for John, a mere profession of faith in Christ was insufficient, if not accompanied by the outward marks of divine parentage. And on top of that, he links love for other Christians closely with righteous living. And they give us a scripture there of John 13, 35. And yes, we all know that scripture or ought to know it and have it stenciled indelibly in our hearts, souls, and minds. For they are the defining words of a true disciple of Christ as he said it. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. But it's also obvious by the ungodly turmoil in our world that love for each other is not paramount amongst our concerns, but rather the things of the devil, that's hate, anger, deceit, lies, and unnecessary destruction. Instead of building, we seem bent on destroying what has taken us so long to build. It's rather unfortunate that what has taken years, even centuries to build, can be totally destroyed in the blink of an eye. And that's what the human animal seems hell-bent on doing 
in these turbulent and ungodly times. The devil must be in his glee with all the destructive stuff that's happening these days. But you know what, my faithful brethren? We need to totally realize and fully believe that God is more powerful than evil and love than hate. And don't think the devil doesn't know that now. He knows it better than us. That's why he's fighting tooth and nail to have our sinful natures come to the forefront and not our godly ones. So what's the answer? Believers have to come together and show that we are true disciples of Christ by loving each other and working together to build Christ's kingdom instead of working against each other and thus tearing it down like the devil desires. Jesus said it this way, But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully or spitefully use you. And that comes from Luke 6, 27 to 28. And Bro Paul puts it even simpler than that when he says, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good, which you can find in Romans 12, 21. And that, my fellow saints in Christ, should be our simple motto for these trying and troubled times, because love indeed makes the world go wrong. So for those of us who are truly trying to live for Christ, let's go home declaring our right. We spell declaring right today. Let's go home declaring our Tuesday mantra, letting the whole world know to whom we belong, lock, stock, and barrel. So as one strong and sincere voice, in God's eyes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. That's who I am. And no one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world. Amen. And friends, having made that commitment, let's go out now and share the amazing love and friendship of Christ with all those we meet now so that they too can come to know and love him like we do. Much love. And the postscript for today says, the most powerful weapon, love, but it must be used if it is to work. And that's the gospel truth, friends. We could have the most powerful weapon in the world in our artillery, that's love. But if we don't use it, it doesn't make any difference. So please, let's get out there and use the love that we have in Jesus to make this world a better place for both us, for our children and their children. And we pray that in his name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.